Welcome, one and all, to The Prophecy Show. I'm Michael Van Lowe, your host. I'm here, as always, with my lovely wife, Angela, at the controls, and the prophet of the hour, Dr. Andrew. How are you today, sir? Doing great. Thank you. So my understanding is today we are talking about the children of God. Yeah, because we all come came from one child, whom we know is our son, right? Right. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and quote that famous verse, Isaiah 9 and 6. For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace, Isaiah 9 and 6. So as you know, this is a great promise that was given through Ahab, right? Right. Through Isaiah. Because uh, Ahab was too proud to come up with a a sign from God that hmm. that would prove that he was wrong, that God was in control. Um, so, isn't it ironic that such a I mean, he, like you said, it could have been anything. He could have blown up the world. He could have. You know, made <laughs> made the sun, you know, turn black. Yeah, it. just 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 for a moment, just to like kind of now that I got your attention. Yeah, but but God's choice for a miracle would be to send a child, and it's it's ironic. It's it's ironic that it would be in such a quiet and such a beautiful way that God would fulfill His great promise. I, I also thought it was ironic that in creation, God created man and then woman fully formed and functional. Sure, absolutely. But when he came, he, he came, came as a child. Absolutely. So there's a lot to be learned from that, and that's what we're going to go out after today. Okay. So... <clears throat> This is, as we know, this is the, pro the prophecy of the Messiah, the Emmanuel, the Christ, the Anointed One, right? Right. Because God gave us a child for a reason. And let me ask you, what is that reason? So that we could learn how to be like children when we come before God. Right. And we could learn how to, to, to act like children. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. we are children. And the ultimate reason is because God so loved the world, right? John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he sent us his only begotten Son, that he who believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Okay. It was love. It was actually the ultimate answer to that question is love, that God would send his only Son as a child. Okay? So... Not only did he send us his son, but he sent him as what? He sent us his son as a baby. And in the end, as a... As a man, he died on the cross. Yeah, so he sent us as the, the ultimate sacrifice. Okay. That could cleanse us from our sins. So why did the son offer us his blood? Because... That would be the only thing that would actually save us, That's unless right. we drank of his blood and ate of his flesh. So, since the beginning of Israel, we offered all these things. We offered these guilt offerings, we'd offer these burnt offerings, we'd offer these blood offerings, 
and it served, it was meant to serve as a purpose, and that it was meant to, as a sacrifice to wash away all our sins. But it didn't work. But it, yeah, it was always short of, well, well short of perfect, right? So Christ would come as the Son of the Father, and he washed us from our sins, okay? Okay. So the Hebrew word for son is ben, which means the inheritance of a nation. Okay. Okay, so in other words, he was the inheritor. And the root of ben is vana, which means to build. Okay. So the purpose of the son coming was to build a nation of children who would be inheritors of the Father. And that was his purpose, okay? Okay. Okay, what do we call him at the end of Isaiah 9-6? Wonderful up? Counselor, Mighty God. Son of God. No. Well, we call him Father. No. The prophecy, right? The prophecy. It says, For a child will be born to us. Okay. What's the uh, what's the end of that verse say? The end of that verse. Yeah. And his name shall be Wonderful Counselor, Mighty King. Oh, that's the last one. Ah, Prince of Peace. Oh, Prince of Peace. Okay, that's the main one right there. What the is peace? What is peace? What is peace? Uh huh. I would I would imagine based on what I know about peace. Mm hmm. That's when everything around you is in a calm state. That's right. Lack of enmity, right? Yes. With people around you. Is that what the son came for? No. No, it says clearly says that. He says, do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. Because I didn't I do did that. not come to bring peace, but a sword. Wow. Of course, the sword being the word of God, right? Right. Matthew 10. The double-edged sword. So, so when we call him the Prince of Peace, why do, we call, why do we call him the Prince of Peace? We call him the Prince of Peace because hope that's what we're hoping that he will... Bring peace to who? To, 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 to mankind. From whom? From God. From God, right. So because, because mankind definitely hasn't deserved it. Right. So peace was is a lack of enmity with God. That's what it really means when we say Prince of Peace. Ah. Uh, has nothing to do with war. Has nothing to do with peace with your brother. Okay. Okay. So the Israelites would sacrifice their offerings of peace in order to obey his wrath. Right? Okay. It says this. He sent young men of the sons of Israel and they offered burnt offerings and sacrificed young bulls as peace offerings to the Lord. Exodus 24. In other words, please don't come down and rattle our cage. Please don't hurt us, yeah. <laughs> so peace is derived from the Hebrew word shalom, okay. from which we get shalom. So when you say shalom to your brother, it means peace. It means peace. Yet it is, it's not the peace that we speak of, because shalom means a peace offering. In other words, a sacrifice, a blood sacrifice, to give restitution to the people. Okay. So, kind of ironic. You go to your friend, your brother and you say shalom, and in a way you're saying, where's your peace offering? 
So you're asking him for a peace offering? Uh, I'm offered to God, obviously, and that's what you're saying. You're trying to, you're, you're, you're saying, uh, peace be with you to God, is what you're saying when you say shalom. Okay. But in order to have peace, where's your, where's your blood offering? That's what I get from okay. when you say that, you know? So was the, was God the Father interested in their peace offerings? No. No, he wasn't. What did he want? He wanted, he wanted them to sacrifice. No, he didn't. Well, he wanted them to obey. Yeah, that's it. He wanted him, them to obey. That's and what he wanted. if they would just obey... Then they wouldn't have to sacrifice. No. So he said this, I delight in loyalty rather than sacrifice, and in the knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings. Hosea 6. But rather than obey as a child to their father, what did they do? The exact opposite. They did the exact opposite. Transgress failed to follow him, worshiped false idols, fornicated, lied, cheated, etc. So because they didn't act as children, what did he do with their peace offerings? He, he ignored them. He rejected them, right. And he cut them off from their what? Cut them off from his, his presence. Yeah, but what do children inherit from their father? Oh, they, they inherit the, the wealth of their right, father. So they cut off inheritance. So it's this, even though you offer up to me burnt offerings and your grain, I will not accept them. I will not even look at your peace offerings of the fatlings. Amos 5. Wow. God's forgiving, right? You yes. said that before. Why didn't he come down and just beat us up? Yeah, I did. You said, you told me because he was treating us with with grace and love and mercy. That's right. And what, what, giving us a chance to yeah. redeem ourselves. Because who did he send? He sent his son, his only begotten son. As, as a lion? As a lamb. As a lamb, right. So he sent our, his son as a, as a peace offering, right? Right. And he sent him so that we could call on his names and become adopted sons of the Father. Okay. And those who believe those who had faith could establish peace with God the Father. Isn't that what it says? That's it says, what it says. For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders. That is the government of God, obviously. Okay. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. Actually, kind of restating the Trinity right there. Right. Counselor being the, the Holy Spirit, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace being the Son, Mighty God being the all in all. Wow. So Christ is the Prince of Peace. Do we understand what that word means? Prince of Peace. I don't think we do. What does Prince mean? Prince means the Son of a King. Son of a King. That's right. He is the Prince of Peace. He's the Son of God. Son of God that came to earth as a son of man, not to be necessarily a king, but to be a sacrifice for his people, right? Correct. And it confirms that the prophecy would be fulfilled. Okay. For in, in, born in Bethlehem, the heavenly hosts would give testimony of his peace. They said this. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace 
among men with whom he is pleased. Okay. Luke 2 and 13. Hold that thought, Doc. We're going to take a break right here. When we come back, we'll pick it up right at Bethlehem. I'm your host, Michael Van Lowe. This is the Prophecy Show on Christ the King Radio at ctkradio.org. Welcome back with an all to the Prophecy Show. I'm your host, Michael Van Lowe. I'm here with Dr. Andrew today, and we are talking about the children of God, or should I say the brats? Mm-hmm. The brats of God. <laughs> That's about right. I, I had to throw that out there. <laughs> so anyway, he sent us the ultimate child, who is what we call the Prince of Peace. Okay. The son of the king who would give us peace with the father. So obviously, the Prince of Peace is a much greater offering than anything that you could offer in the temple, right? True, because there's nothing like the Prince of Peace. Yep. And the really cool thing is, I always say things change when you convert from Hebrew to Greek, okay? Okay. Because in the New Testament, we call him peace, that he would bring us peace. Peace amongst men, as the angel said to us. The, the word for peace in Greek is Irene, which means not a peace offering. It means rather to be joined together. Totally different meaning. To be joined together? Mm-hmm. Okay. In other words, the son came as a peace offering, not just as an offering of peace, not as just as the peace offering, but he offered himself so that, so that we could be joined together. To the Father. Okay. Okay. And how does he make us children of God? Is it through inheritance? Well, first we have to be born again. Okay, but... I mean... What does it mean to be born again? Uh, to be born again means to... I want to say... Do an outward act to signify an inward change. Okay, who causes that inward change? God the Father causes that inward change. Right. That's what I wanted to get at. It's not through inheritance, it's not through us that we become children of God. Right? Right. This is what John the Baptist said to the Jews who are very proud because of the inheritance. He said, Do not say we have Abraham for our father. For I say to you that from these stones God is able to raise up children to Abraham. Okay. Matthew 3 and 8. Wow. So it is the father who raises us up as his children. In other words, it is by the will of the father. And the Son will confirm this. He said this, But as many as received him to them, he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of what? The will of the Father. That's right. John 1 and 12. 
Wow. John 1 and 12. So it is through the peace offering of the Son that we now have peace with the Father. Okay. Okay. Yet, yet the peace is not one way. Right? Right. No covenant is one way. No, it's a two-way covenant. It's a two-way covenant. So, if we have peace with God, what is it manifest as in us? If we have peace with God, it manifests in us through the Holy Spirit. As... I'll give you a hint. Okay. It's one of three things. It's the three great the three great gifts. Faith, hope, or love. Ah, but it would manifest through us in love. Nope. No? It does. Faith? Faith, yeah. That's what Paul said. He says, having been justified by faith, we now have peace with God ah. through our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay. Romans 5. So it's our faith that is the manifestation of our peace with God. Okay? Okay. And how is our faith proven? Our, our faith is proven by our belief that Christ is the Son of God mm -hmm. and the Son of Man. Mm -hmm. Belief, and it's also tested, right? Right. So let me tell you the story of the woman with great faith. Okay. It says this, A woman who had a hemorrhage for 12 years and had endured much at the hands of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was not helped at all, but rather had grown worse. After hearing about Jesus, she came in the crowd behind him and touched his cloak, for she thought, if I just touch his garments, I will get well. Immediately the flow of the blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. Okay. Immediately Jesus, perceiving in himself that the power proceeding from him had gone forth, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my garments? And his disciples said, You see the crowd pressing on you, and you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see the woman who had done this. But the woman, fearing and trembling, aware of what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Wow. Mark 5 and 25. So she displayed great what? Great faith. Right. Because and she believed that all she had to do was just touch the hem of his garment to be healed. And what did Christ call the woman because of her faith? He called her... A woman of great faith. No, not a woman. Oh, a daughter. A daughter, right? A child of God. Okay. So he called her a son, a daughter, a of, daughter God. of God. Okay. Child of God. And he would affirm her faith with what? He would affirm her faith by healing her illness. Well, besides that, he said this. Go and... Sin. No. No. Nope. Go and... Oh, go in peace. Go in peace. So he gave her peace he gave with God. Her peace. So because of her faith, and because she is now a daughter of God, 
She One of the gifts she got was peace, was peace, which is like a lack of enmity with God the Father. Okay? Okay. So by confessing our faith in the Son, He confesses us back to the Father, right? Okay. Because it is by His peace offering, and it, as manifest through our faith, that these, that this is manifest, right? Right. You said this, He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. He who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. He who does not take up his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who has found his life will lose it, and he who has lost his life for my sake will find it. Matthew 10 and 32. Okay. So only by confessing in the Son... Can we have peace with the Father? Okay. It's, right? It says that having been justified faith, by faith we have peace with God through Jesus Christ. Romans 5. Okay. And through his great sacrifice, his sacrifice of peace, we are now called what? Children of God. Children of God. It says this, In love he predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ himself, okay. according to the kind intention of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, so a gift to us, okay. which he freely bestowed on us in the Beloved, in the Son. In him we have redemption through his blood. We are at peace with God. Through the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace. Ephesians 1 and 5. Wow. We're going to take another break right here. And when we come back, you're going to explain to me some more about God, the Father, and faith. I'm Michael Van Lowe, your host. This is The Prophecy Show on Christ the King Radio at ctkradio.org. Welcome back, one and all, to The Prophecy Show. I'm your host, Michael Van Lowe. I'm here with Dr. Andrew today, and we are talking about the children of God. So we're talking now about how through him we have forgiveness, and now we are sons of the Father. And because we have peace with the Father, we are now called children of God. Okay. So when Christ was resurrected and he came to his disciples, who did he offer to give us peace? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, yeah. He said this, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. After he said this, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Ah. John 20. So now we do not live for the things on this earth, but we live for the things of the Spirit. Okay. Because that is what gives us life and gives us peace. Okay. Paul said this, For the mind set on the flesh is death, but the mind set on the Spirit is life and peace. Romans 8 and 6. Okay. And as the Son said, it is through the Spirit that we are reminded of our peace with the Father. He said, But the Helper of the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, 
will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. In other words, not lack of war, not peace with your brother. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. You heard that I said to you, I go away, and I will come to you. If you love me, you would have rejoiced, because I go to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. John 14. So now we inherit the heavenly kingdom, because now we are sons of the Father. We are inheritors of the Father. Okay. Because you are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Therefore you are no longer a slave, but a son, and if a son, then an heir through God. Galatians 4. So as a child of God, what are we to do as children? As a child of God, we are to obey. We are to obey. Our Father. Absolutely. By this we know we are the children of God, when we love God and observe His commandments. 1 John 5. And by being created in the image of a son, and as Christ paid for those who persecuted Him, we should do what? We should, we should live for Christ. And we should live in the same way as He did, right? Yes, we should. It says this, Love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you, Mm. so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. Matthew 5 and 44. Because if we are not a child of God, then we are a child of whom? We're a child of Satan. That's right. By this, the children of God and the children of the devil are obvious. Anyone who does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor the one who does not love his brother. 1 John 3 and 10. So, I'm going to ask a question right here. Um, based on what you just read, we are to love our brother regardless. Regardless. Even if they do us wrong, even if they... Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. We're not supposed to walk around talking about, I hate this person or I don't like that person because that, that's not the way God planned it. Well, yeah, uh, you can either be with him or you can be contrary to him, okay? Okay. So now that the end approaches, the prophets were foretold that peace would be banished. When it, sa it says this, When anguish comes, they will seek peace, but there will be none. Disaster will come upon disaster, and rumor will be added to rumor. Ezekiel 7 and 25. Okay. And it was foretold that the day would come like a thief. While they are saying peace and safety, then destruction will come upon them suddenly, like labor pains upon a woman with child. Wow. And they will not escape, for Thessalonians 5. So it was really the beast from the sea, George W. Bush Jr., who started this prophecy because or, when he broke the second seal or at least started the fulfillment of this prophecy that's right because when uh, he just unprovokingly attacked 
he opened the second seal. Yeah. He went into Babylon of old to the civilization of Ur, to the origin of mankind, to the Garden of Eden, and trashed it. He says this, When he broke the second seal, I heard the second living creature saying, Come. And another, a red horse, went out, and to him who sat on it, it was granted to take peace from the earth, and that men would slay one another, and a great sword was given to him. Revelation 6 and 3. Wow. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. And the angels on high are waiting for a revealing of who are to be his children, right? Right. And says this, it says the, the hosts, they wait eagerly for the revealing of the sons of God. Romans 8. So the day will come when the sun returns, not as a lamb, but as a lion. And he will raise his prophets, Mars and saints. The rapture, right? Right. The 144,000 will be raptured to the heavens. And then the wine will be poured out. Right. The rest of us the will be The tribulation will ensue, and those... The rest of us will first be crushed in the wine press and mm -hmm. then tested by the fire. Yep. And it's ironic because every time we come to the, to, to the end of, of one of these sessions, we end up talking about that the exact thing that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. First the wine press and then the fire. Yeah. And we always ask the same question, are you ready? <laughs> we yes, don't really yeah. ask that question, but mm -hmm. we're, we're announcing the fact that this is about to happen and yeah. people need to prepare themselves. So that's the warning. The warning is, uh, are you going to be a child of God or are you going to be a child of Satan, right? Right. Because I tell you what, the Son of Man is about to return. And when he comes, he's not going to be joking. Yeah. But the blessing is that it, sim it simply takes to call on his name to be saved. It says this. It says, And it shall be that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Acts 2 and 17. Amen. So, so we still have an opportunity. We still have that time. To uh, Time is still on our side. Well... Yeah, but not much. Not much time. Not much time. <laughs> it's rapidly approaching. Yes. Let's put it that way. Anyway, Andrew, I want to thank you again. And uh, I want to let everyone know that you've been listening to The Prophecy Show on Christ the King Radio at ctkradio.org. You can find this program as a podcast if you visit the podcast section and uh, look for this show. I'm your host, again, Michael Van Lowe. Until next time, take care of yourself.